Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, we're back. We have two people here in lockdown in Melbourne and we've got Giggles who's just done his day five COVID test in sunny Clomel. Actually looks like you are in Spain, Giggles, like you just said before you came online. You, you look a million dollars there. Yeah, it's great, lads. We're at about 28 degrees for the last four or five days since I arrived. Uh, all we need now is another 20, 30 years of this, and I know I'll have made the right decision. But um, <laughs> I just want to put it out there, lads. The rumours aren't true. Woody Parkinson was offering big money. Brian Carroll, I think, and the hurlers' life was offering big money, but I'm sticking with the AGA anyway. That's the big thing. Good man, Giggles. No, great, great to see you're staying loyal to the cause. I know it definitely would have been a lot of people looking for your services after your stellar performance, especially on some of your your calls last week which we'll, we'll get to in, in a good time um, Sean you're coming to us from a not as exotic lo- location your you're, um, granny flat in Bentley East yeah, just, the, just the granny flat in Bentley East for today cold and, and raining outside the door here oh miserable absolute misery here in Melbourne at the moment both with lockdown and with weather um, we have a great show coming up today we're going to obviously have a look back at uh, Leicester final and Munster final Giggles' power rankings which we're all cannot wait to hear this week who's moved and who's who's up and who's down I have a feeling I know someone who's down surely uh, and then we're going to have a look at the qualifiers which are, which are on this weekend um, so let's get into it straight away we've got we're going to look back at the Leicester final so what's that supposed to be about, baby? Get free up your back and stop acting crazy. Reminisce on all the good times daily. Why you trying to pose like I be acting shady? The ball hands out the far side to Henry Shefflin. Henry has a look. Henry puts it out. There's the insurance fight. Mrs. McGinnis. Kick that one out. Kick the bones out of that one, Mrs. McGinnis. Cusack is not delaying now. Well, we picked the bones out of that Leinster final. Uh, I think we were kind of all pretty close on the mark with, you know, we didn't think Dolan would have the firepower to, to probably get enough on the board to put Kenny under pressure and Kenny might just have enough to go over the line. We didn't know coming into it that Dublin were going to be lose four players, more or less few hours before the match due to being close contacts which is just a bit bizarre scenario that we're now, we now face and that really really impacted them and obviously the lost full back in the first couple of minutes as well so I think oh, we'll get into a bit more detail but can he beat a depleted Dublin side and kind of huffed and puffed a bit as well I think yeah I think I, th- I think look I, I don't think Dublin would have beaten them with the, if, even if they had the four boys um, Owen O'Donnell was a big loss to full back as you say but I, I think Kilkenny will take an awful lot of positives out of the weekend I think they've found some new players I think James Marr had a tough start Danny Sutcliffe seemed to be getting the better of him made a fool of him threw it over his head and then he thundered into the game scored three points from half back and, and had a really good game Mullen looked like he was strong in the middle of the field Cody stepped up again TJ was very quiet and they still scored 123 is that about right? So I think Kilkenny all round look like they're they're in the All Ireland semi final again. They're Leinster champions again. They're the team in transition, but they've in 2019 they were league champions and Ireland finalists. Last year they're Leinster finalists or Leinster winners. This year they're Leinster winners. So I wouldn't mind being in transition in Kilkenny <laughs> with that record. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure about where they were in transition, to be honest. Like, there's, there's one thing about them, you know, that steely toughness about Tikini and that, you know, always being within the game and always be within a couple of points of the opposition, no matter, you know, how, how far up or down the ladder they are um, in terms of, you know, favourites or underdogs. So I think you just see that with, with Brian Cody and just, like, it just makes him just the greatest manager of all time, like, that he's just able to instill that culture within that team and they never looked like losing at all to be honest I mean like there was no way Dublin ever looked like they were going to push back and, and, and get some scores on the board and I guess it was all over when the full back went off um, what's his name again? Owen O'Donnell Owen O'Donnell yeah he was like once he went off I think it was just game over then I mean look but the other thing then is like you look at the Kikini full back line and they're just I think that's their greatest line now at the moment. Like, they're just so fucking tight and so, you know, so close defending. Paddy Deegan is, is like, mm. you know, the main man in defence now at the moment. Like, he is just a warrior. I, like. I think it was Hugh Lawler, really, he probably had his best game. Both of them. Both yeah, of them, like, yeah. yeah. He was so solid. Like, and, and again, for a big man, I think, you know, he's he's so mobile as well. You know, and he's, he's great up and up and up, higher low. Um, but yeah. I look the thing about it, and I, I, I genuinely really believe this. The bet Wexford, who we we'll talk about later on, but who I think were are quite average. They've beaten Dublin, who are quite average. But the Henry Inter Ireland semi final. Look, delighted, great to be into the last four. And look, Limerick are on the other side of that draw. Based on what we've seen in the other games, I wouldn't be fearing anyone else coming through. I don't necessarily think we we get to the Ireland final, but whoever we get, we'll have a good old crack off. You know. Um, but I, I do think that Kenny team is still mi- very middle of the road, and not comparing it even to any other Kenny team gone by. I just think on on its own on their own merits, they're just yeah, they're getting the most out of what they have. But I do I do they think are, that, but, I but do still like it's that it's that culture and that just like never being out of the fight all the time. I mean like that 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 goes a long way. Like you know, at the end of the day, the game is still very simple and it's still like fifteen on fifteen. I mean. Like you see how, I guess we we'll talk about the Munster final later. But even just even the Waterford and Leash game when Leash went like fifteen on fifteen to Waterford, like you know, Kikini will do that and they'll match themselves up. They think they can beat anyone under any given day. I mean, they did it to Limerick two years ago. So you know, two years ago, you just you just can never write them off. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it all depends on who comes out the other side of the draw for Kikini. I, I think you're right, Lima. They've they've had such an easy run of it like this year. Like they're in the the easier side of the league. They're obviously Leinster has been very good to them this year, but Galway being knocked out and Wexford being fairly average. Um, it, it, they're still untested and to a certain extent, but yet they still have all the qualities of of, of traditional Kilkenny teams that are going really well. So I think we won't know much about Kilkenny until we see them in three weeks' time. Um, if, for example, let's just play devil's advocate and you assume Tipperary beat one of the qualifiers going yeah. through and it's a tip kick any semi-final, that will be the test because I know we won't we'll get into much of final later, but tip in the first half, have the forwards that Dublin don't have and can is that kick any defence as good if they're marking six forwards that are scorers? Because the one thing that was very evident with Dublin was while they've got good players, they were very young, a lot of them in the forward line, Chris Cummy was the only one with confidence to go and take a shot on every single time or maybe Danny Sutcliffe. The rest of them were like a little bit shy, especially the two corner forwards. Um, Boland. What were their names? Boland and the other fellow was very fast as well. Got taken. They both actually were out in front of their men, had the beatings and you were thinking, take them on and throw it over the bar. But 
neither of them did the simple thing. They tried to overcomplicate it. And I think that was experience and confidence um, coming down to it. So Dublin were still there with 15 minutes to go. Like, and they had, a, they had, a, they had an average, you know, they were never, I didn't spear one second for Kilkenny losing that game to Graz. Even when Dublin got back to level two or three times, there was never a fear that we're going to lose it. Um, so it would yes, yeah, the yes, the test for Kilkenny or the first test really for Kilkenny will come in the All Ireland semi final. Yeah, I agree. And like when we when we saw that black guard come out as well in that game, it was all over. Like you, it was just done with ten minutes to go. Oh, yeah. There was no hope of Dublin come back into it. Then it was just right out the last ten minutes that it was going to they were going to pull away more. But I agree with you. Tipperary is the one team I would dread for them to play. Like I love Kilkenny tip matches, but. Oh, I think you're right. It's just the six forwards and how they'd live with them. I be, I would be very wary of that. And it'd be a sickener to lose out to them in our in our Ireland semi final. But that that could well be the could well be the draw. But um, yeah, I think you. Could, oh, 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 Sullivan was that out of corner for, wasn't it? Oh, Sullivan. Yeah. That's the one, yeah. 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 He him him and Liam Rush, I think, were two. You know, Liam Rush had a monster game for for Dublin at, at the beginning, yeah. but. Your man O'Sullivan Dinner, I put up I put up on um Instagram with, um at the weekend about when Mike Carey came on. He made a tackle on your man O'Sullivan. Oh, shocking. Oh yeah, just, headbutt him. Just ran straight into him with a headbutt. Um, it was an American the, football tackle, Charlie. It was it was ridiculous. I've never seen a tackle. It wasn't yeah. he couldn't even call it a tackle. It wasn't a tackle. He was just so eager and so oh. like you know, mad to get in a tackle. Yeah, yeah. He just went straight in with his head. He should have been gone. Um, the polls no, say, came back in that, Johnny, 60, say, 40. That was, say, uh, say, yeah. Saying that Michael Carey's a serious find. He had a great game other than the crazy tackle I thought when he yeah. came on. Yeah, he he's did. added pace. He's kicking up the field and score. He's got good defensive uh, ability. I think he's losing bow and getting Michael Carey was actually a positive thing for Kilkenny in, in the overall scheme of the game. Yeah, and I think Brown is it Brown? Brown, yeah, Brown, yeah, yeah, Brown, yeah. Brown. I don't, I don't, I don't rate Brown at all. Like. Brown, yeah, I, I don't rate him at all. I think he's he's very, very limited, hurling wise and defensive wise. So I think yeah, Kerry looks looks strong. And James Marrowing back, which he, he's featured James for Kenny. Yeah. You know, he's been injured. He's been very unlucky. He played midfield for Kenny, playing forward. He is a serious player. And I thought yeah, the, the battle with Danny Sutcliffe was just a real ding dong. They both, you know, Danny Sutcliffe have had it in his favour, and then it swung back around to James. And there was that kind of yeah. that turnover that he got off. Danny, when Danny was looked like he was gone, he flicked that ball away, and that one minute of madness, there was that great intensity, but there was just non-stop tackling on both sides. It was it was really good to see that, but yeah, I think yeah, look, I don't think there's much more to say on that. How list. old is Michael Carey? Lee? He, I think he's early, he's early, he's early, he's early twenties. He's early twenties. Early twenties, yeah, he's early twenties. And he's yeah. always been a back, has he? He's always been a back, yeah. He's always been a back. He kind of looks like he's father. You can see his face inside the helmet, like he's the head off DJ. Yeah, yeah. No, same no. stature, same slightness. He's bigger though. Strike. He's bigger though. He's bigger than DJ. He's a bit bigger, is he? Yeah, he's bigger than DJ. DJ was tiny. Yeah, but yeah, all in all, Kenny have a handy Leinster title, number seventy-three, I believe. They're moving on to the last four. They're five to one. The bookies now Liam second favourites to win the Ireland. Your five hundred dollars could be on the trekking because you never know. Not on Limerick, though. I could <laughs> yeah, I could throw a hundred on. I could throw a hundred on to cover myself this year. Yeah, you could. You'd be talking. You'd be talking about that before. All right. Well, yeah. that that was Leinster wrapped up. All in all, let's be honest about it. It was a kind of it was a drabbing off affair from a neutral's point of view. Grant from a Kenny point of view. Yeah. Harlem wise, not great either. Few few little moments in it, but great to see crowds in Crow Park was probably the biggest thing. 
um, decent crowd they're up there. I, think, I don't know what the actual official attendance was in the end. They were allowed to have 18,000, but I know there's a couple thousand tickets I don't think got sold in the end, but there was a, there was a good buzz in, in Crow Park. Um, all right, coming up next, let's have a look at definitely which was the better of the, the provinces at the weekend, and that was the Munster final. Has contributed so much to Waffle Hurling over the last 20 years. And if every fella gave what he gave, who knows what we would have won. That's a huge one, all the way in. But once again, Ken McGrath standing strong, indestructible at number six. A retrast in the parka, a den of flick either on Lidoy de Stock and Alive, because a cuss and drawn cool, because a dull. Being Ken McGrath himself. We've been unlucky not to be in all Ireland, but I think that defines any of our generation. We've been involved in some of the best games of all time. We lifted a whole generation of hurling people in Waterford. We have them in all Ireland, but I'll be honest, the team will be remembered. We're watching one of the great artists of our time in hurling, Ken McGrath, whipping up at the bar. Oh, Ken McGrath, he's like that, Kegels. I love that now. I, I don't, I was just trying to think there, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say anything negative about Ken McGrath from the stands when Ken McGrath was playing, because he was just always unbelievable. He was just a series operator, but yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, they a bit, a bit uplifting for you giggles after the weekend. That was you could do it a few more Kenry guys around at the moment. Um, Len, a monster final. I didn't watch that one live, Sean. It was on a quarter past one in the morning. Did you stay up Sunday night and watch that? No, no, I didn't. I didn't manage to stay up. I, I watched the Leash and Waterford game, and that was me done after that. Am I touching that holder powder now on that one, Johnny? Um, I know. Uh, <laughs> Tip Limerick, we were kind of all looking forward to be all tip Limerick to win comfortably. I watched the first thing Monday morning before work, turned it on, and I was like, oh my God. When I saw Tip just roar into this one, absolutely flying it. Bubbles scoring off over the shoulder, Jason Ford, Liam Sheedy running up and down the line, loving life. I was like, this is an absolute disaster. But as the unbelievable said, the game of two halves couldn't have been any better in the second half. I was delighted. <laughs> uh, it's funny you mentioned that. It's funny you mentioned that. I was listening to Dermot and Dave on Today FM uh, yesterday morning, Liam. And when you don't want to know the score, right? When the lad from Limerick, I don't know, I think it's Dermot, was up Hot Head Mountain with, with someone and he met a couple and he goes, Oh, did you see the game? And he was like, No, don't tell me, don't tell me. And he goes, Okay, I won't, I won't, I won't. But you won't be disappointed and like totally ruined it for him. <laughs> but um, it, it, you couldn't imagine, like, First of all, we'll we'll have to we'll have to comment on Henry Shefflin's style again. Black T-shirt with pink sleeves. Oh, like, where is he going? Yes. Like, seriously, oh. someone needs to have a word there. Henry, he- Henry Shefflin's scandalous dress style, and also scandalous analysis. Like, <laughs> when she asked him, yeah. Joanne, at halftime, what do you think? Oh no, they're easily going to win. They're easily going to win, and like, just like, just no rhyme or reason behind the bag. Completely wrong. Because your friend Don Logue, Sean, he said it was going to go right to the wire. Yeah. I think I think and, and Henry said if they scored they score ten points that's two twenty six. Yeah, that's two twenty six. Yeah, they didn't even get ten points, and, they, and even if they did get ten points, they wouldn't have won. But anyway, <laughs> it, it was it was um, like you'd have to say in the first half, Tip looked. I, I think there's two balances to it. One, Tip were phenomenal. They had to, they put every bit of energy into the first half, and I think the fact that the legs are going on some of the older players told in the second half coupled with the fact that Limerick came out with a chip on their shoulder in the second half and absolutely decided to go to town. And I think the moments that kind of captured that in particular wasn't the actual scoring of the Kyle Hayes goal, but when he went past Brendan Maher, Brendan Maher looked like he was running backwards 
when he was trying to chase Kyle Hayes, Kyle Hayes and Kyle Hayes, lads. Jesus oh, Christ no, almighty. Like, a beast of a man. He bounced like, the ball twice. He didn't even need to bounce it again and he just did. Dan, and then, Dan McCormick followed him right from the 65 all the way back. I've watched it a couple of times now and like did everything you'd ask the defender to do. Hold the hurley in, try and get a hook in. But like the last second when when Kyle Hayes just changed a little bit of a direction, had to hardly mm. turn the wrong way and basically batted it in from 20 yards out, 25 yeah. yards out. Like, Dan McCormick did everything he could, but he just couldn't get that last three or four yards to get in the proper hook. Yeah. He was, he's no. a freak of a man. Yeah, he's unreal. He's yeah. like the new Jack McCaffrey, just yeah. like bombing up from half-back. Yeah. It's class watching her. Yeah, it's <laughs> class watching it in Hurland, to be honest, because it's not something we've seen before, that kind of wing-back attacking scoring goals like he's done it so many times now like you think when he gets yeah. it now like this is going to be a score and, and fairly he's scoring more from wing back than he, than he had when he was centre forward yeah and fairness to Michael Breen he was given the task of trying to kind of nullify him a bit like a big man on a big man like I, I couldn't think of anything worse than Mark and Kyle Hayes as a, as a forward like absolute nightmare and Michael Breen like I, I think he can be found suspect a lot but he's very good obviously at scoring but he was completely anonymous because one, he was trying yeah. on the detail to, st- to counter him, and then he wasn't able to give the other part of his game, which he can give, which is the scoring. But look, back to Tip firing out of the blocks. If, if you stand off Tip and they get their tails up after five, ten minutes, they are unstoppable. Like, they actually are. They yeah. have the forwards, they have the movement, and they just feed on that energy. And they were phenomenal to watch. And they, like the people we were calling out, Paddy Marr even, you know, was on top of Sh- Jamie. At, and and you were like, God, geez, these lads can't be stopped. But then a slight change in the dynamic where Tip or Limerick pushed up, pressure on, they faltered, and like like it was shocking the way they fell apart. Every single one of them nearly went back into their shells, and they had, they only scored two points. I think it was nearly twenty five minutes into the second half. Two points. That's right. Two points, and 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 they didn't even have that many wides, Liam. So it wasn't like no, they were just shooting. No chances. Um, I think I think one person who I hate to say it about today, but I think Noel McGrath is He's gone. gone. I don't He's even think gone. he was playing well in the no, first half. I agree, yeah. Never mind the second half. Um, but Bubbles, Jake Morris, Jason Ford on fire, like in fairness to Treven, but We lost you guys. I think he just went Oh no. Oh, the internet, 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 internet and Tipperary did not a lot, a lot of good things come out of Tip Internet out of Tip definitely not one of the good things either <laughs> Have you got me now? Oh, oh, no. have to kick you out we're going Have to you got me now lads? Oh you're better there now You got reception now nah, he's still cutting in and out I'm back Giggles you're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of oh you Turn off your video Turn, Turn off, off your video. video Turn off your video Oh yeah Is that better? Yeah, it's better. That better? Yeah. That's better. Okay, that's how I was doing it. Um, I, I was saying, yeah, Jake Myers kept going strong, but Ford and, and what's his name? Bubbles, Bubbles just totally went out of it when, they, when the space was gobbled up. Did you see, did you see they, Bubbles they giving out? Did you see Bubbles giving out when he got taken off? Like he was pointing back down the field. Like, no. it was like yeah, he was gesturing like, it's not my fault, you know, the ball isn't coming in or whatever. Like I saw him big money heading him like, you know. Like those, you love that one, Liam. I tell you. There's two two personal <laughs> highlights for me. One was Aaron Galan swinging back on Carl Barrett. Enjoyed that immensely. Straight red. Yeah, straight red, a hundred percent. And the fact that he only got yellow, even though Pod or the wire went over to Carl McAllister, had a chat with him, who was right in front of him, and said, "No, it's just a yellow." <laughs> it was it was his red card I've ever seen. And then 
And then Flanagan, bang, hurl up into the face guard of Paddy Mara, who does that the yeah. whole time in his career, coming out with the ball. And also should have been a red, and wasn't a red. So they were two personal highlights for me, uh, seeing those two lads <laughs> getting flaked, <laughs> given their behaviour and questionable behaviour off the field from both of them as well. I won't go any further on that. I'll draw one out on a quick bit of a tangent. Go I yes. think Pod or Dwyer is one of the worst referees going, especially from a forwards perspective. Oh, here we he go. never gives the obvious free. He never gives the obvious free. Yeah, he's actually refereed a few games over in Melbourne that we've been involved in, and yeah. he's a pain in the hole. Oh. He just waves. And, and then when, when the obvious, he's one of the worst referees in the intercounty scene in the McCarthy game at the moment. Wait, and, I, and I don't like giving out about referees, but I'm telling you, I, I was I was actually giving out as still I was giving out about Limerick free's not being given and tip free when they're blatant like and to go back to your point Liam but like Aaron Galan didn't just flick back oh. he absolutely <laughs> wellied him like oh, yeah. side of the hurley not even not even the boss of the hurley on the leg side of the hurley on the leg got him around the hip bone couldn't hit him hard enough like, couldn't hit him hard enough he, it, it was but very like it, it, but it was at a time in the game as well where like Limerick hadn't you know clawed all the way back yet and not weren't oh. powering ahead like so totally. like you take Galan out of that like it could have made a massive difference oh, to the game yeah, he, Limerick uh, wouldn't he have won the game Limerick would not have won the game without Galan Tell he, you now. he bought like he bottled that decision. Let's be honest about it. Like, because if you if you're saying he struck with the hurley, it's a red. Like, it does no other yeah. decision on that. You know what I mean? You can't just give it a yellow for like, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you you think of the narrative from that in like, and you go back to the Clare and Tipperary game where everything was about the referee, and everything now was all about how great Limerick are, how powerful they are, and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, There's yeah. nothing about this. But you know There's what? Nothing though? about this that changed the game. Do you know what though? Like seeing seeing them like that though, as as a you know not a neutral, but looking on, they have that edge about them. They have that bit of dirt about them, which as a Limerick supporter you love to see. You know they have yeah, that well, they have that bit of boundless in them, which you which you need as defending all Ireland champions to keep kind of going. You need that, you know what I mean. And that was the switch that they made at halftime. Was in, like mentally they made that switch at halftime where they were doing un- uncharacteristic stuff before halftime. Like Hagerty dribbling the ball into the keeper or dribbling over the line, oh, you know, yeah. things like yeah. that. It's just totally uncharacteristic. And then at second half, they just pushed up, you know, became more aggressive. Well, albeit like those dirty strokes, but at the same time, they were up in tips' faces. And like, as you said there, well, a goalie, you do to any team at that level and you stand off and then you'll make them look like, you know, geniuses with the ball. Yeah, yeah. And Tim, mm. with the, the capitulation of Tipperary, though, Definitely gig- giggles into your point around an aging team and that, but still, no, no matter what, that is some capitulation. Like, it's a, a complete collapse. Now, they lick their wounds and they'll go into the qualifiers, and I, I think they will get to, you know, any of the teams will come through won't fancy playing them. But they're they're not they're not all contenders, and even if they were to be contending get another crack off Limerick, no. you wouldn't see them, you know, you can't see them being the team that are going to turn Limerick over. Unless they make changes and use some of that under twenty all Ireland yeah. team, I, don't like, think the I think it's too there. late in the year to be doing that now. Yeah, yeah, I don't think the quality is there for them. Jake Morris, to be fair, Matt I Joe, think this one. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe Willie Connors is probably a bit unlucky as well. He was, he did okay. But lads, I, I think, I think the other thing is, I, I said at the start of the game, I think it was to Jill's brother John. I was like, how is Richie English full back and not Dan Morrissey? And just even from a stature perspective and the way they play the game, Dan Morrissey is like shut down shop type player right yeah. you know what I mean and he does the simple thing with the ball like Richie English came out and did a one handed a brick flick to nobody at one stage tipped, turned it over Jason Ford got the point 
he's not the same player he was before he did the cruise shield. I don't care what anyone says. And Dan Marcy, Dan Marcy must have been injured. But when himself and Gillan came on, that was a serious turning point. Suddenly Limerick had a second focal point, not just Flanagan, to drive the ball in any way. And the tip backs were more worried. And then Dan Marcy just seemed to close it down and calm everything down at the back. And they were more balanced. Um, I also think they've they've a bit of a weakness in midfield in Darrow Donovan. I don't think he's that he great. Fire. I would he didn't fire. Yeah, he didn't yeah. fire at all. Yeah, and he hasn't fired for a while. I wonder putting Keane Lynch back to midfield and bringing on one of the other forwards, Boylan in the for, in centre forward. He's a big lad. He, he runs at defence as well. Would that strengthen him? I'd say John Kiley will look for something different again the next day, depending on who they play. But yeah, it's certainly very hard to see past Limerick at the moment. They're they're just. They're 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 big. The the one thing I'd say about them though, in their forward line, while they're massive, they don't seem to have amazing pace. And if they come up against a pacey team, and there isn't many pacey teams around now, especially from the back line, will that will that be a different type of a game that you could play against Limerick to take them on? That's just a question mark. Watford probably tried that in the other and final last year and came up short physically big time. So, like Garot Hegarty isn't a pace merchant. What's his name? Isn't fast. Morrissey in the wing. The full forward line, none of them are that fast. Like Peter Casey's unbelievably elusive, but not fast. Yeah. Flanagan That's it. Like, fast. you know, look, you're dead right, I think, Giggles. Look, pace beats power all the time, you know. So I think Cork did that for a lot of it in, in the first game against Limerick. Um, they just don't ha- they just didn't have the quality and, and maybe the physicality to finish it off. Or the um, finishing Patrick that Hor- day. Yeah. Patrick Horgan wasn't firing as well. So I definitely think out of all the teams left there, um, you're looking at Galway, you know, maybe Warford they come again, maybe Cork if they come again, depends on the weekend, but I think it's the pace is going to beat them, if anything. Yeah, yeah. And look, let's be a, an absolute cracking game to watch, um, especially not knowing the score, yeah. seeing Limerick roar back into it, like, you know, it was, it was, it was brilliant. Um, and like watching, you know, Munster final in 26, 27 degrees, Sunshine, like you know, that's what I suppose that's what we kind of identify our summer hurling with. Um, compared to the weather, they showed. I saw a screen. I was on Twitter beforehand. Like the last time they played in the championship last year was in like the worst weather of the year in Parky Cueve, back in the in the winter yeah. champ in the winter All Ireland oh, series, yeah, and then right. they played in like complete polar opposite. So, yeah, great to Parky see. Parky Cueve's looking well, Liam, wasn't it? Parky Cueve was looking <laughs> well. Yeah, it was looking well for the hundred odd million they spent on. It, in fairness, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's good to see some of that money come to come to fruition, um, but yeah, no, great to see crowds back and great to see yeah, a, a great hurling match in that pitch as well, which is fantastic. All right, well, we've come to what we're all looking forward to hearing today. I'm sure he's been mulling this over the last 24 hours. Is is Giggles Power Rankings? Trailhead full of zombies. I met a strange lady. She made me nervous. All right, giggles. Over to you for the power rankings. Can you hear me all right there, lads? I just heard a bit of breaking up there. I thought it might be up, but I'm okay. I'm oh, you sound great, giggles. Yeah. Perfect, great stuff. Right, well, we start with the bottom two. Bottom, uh, even though despite their massive effort at the weekend, I still have leash. They've got to go and play with me this weekend. Stay in the Liam McCarthy, so they're number 10. Number 9, no change as well. Wexford, I think they gave a very entertaining game at the weekend. And it was actually, we were commentating on our WhatsApp group that it was going to be all over pretty quickly. But they stuck in it, but they just have had another terrible season. I think 
David Fitz has been in charge of Wexford keep now. It, keep, it keep it for the keep it for the next bit, giggles. Keep it a bit for the next bit. I know, yeah, I will, I will. But but just a stat on, on David Fitz is I think he's had six championship wins in six years, and three of those were against Offaly, Carlow, and Leash. That's mm. the stat. Interesting stat. So he, he, he hasn't actually mm. done much by winning that Leinster title, which we know is handy enough to win. <laughs> um, down one position to number eight this week is Dublin. I think they kind of highlighted their limitations at the weekend. Um, they've got some really good players, but I think they're, they're missing a few, especially in the full forward line. We've got Sean coming in here now. Hey, Sean. We're at Waterford, Sean. Tell us. Yes, yes. Say, go Waterford. No. No. Oh, dead right. Dada. 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 I'm in the middle of the Kika's corner. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, it's okay. Like poor, gonna... poor Sean is stuck in Clamel Tip. He doesn't want to be there either. He no. doesn't want to be in Tip. He does. Um, at number <laughs> seven, up one position from last week, just on account of Dublin falling down, I've got Waterford. We'll save that for the last segment as well, but they got out of jail big time. What number no Seven. Seven. Yeah, go on. No, change at six, no change at six and five. They didn't play it, or Cork didn't play it the weekend. They stayed at six. Clare are in five. I think they are a dark horse lads to get to another semi-final and perhaps talking about the pace um, that might challenge Limerick. Limerick and Clare rivalry is an interesting one. There's never been much in those games. So they're in at number five. Down one place to four is Tipperary. Um, they had a great show first show and they might have been up to number two uh, if, if they kept that going but they're not. They're a bit too old but they're, they're, they're justified at number four. Up one position to number three is the Leinster champions, Kilkenny. I'm avoiding putting them in to number two until I see Galway play Waterford this weekend. Galway didn't play. I don't think Kilkenny did anything to jump ahead of Galway, in my opinion. Galway number two, no change. And Limerick, very, very strong. Probably 10 points ahead of everyone else at, at the moment in number one. So there we go. So from yeah, one, to, one to ten, Limerick, Galway, Kilkenny, Tip, Clare, Cork, Waterford, Dublin, Wexford, Leash. It's a big call to put um, a Leinster team in number two and not have the champions in number two. It is a big call, but it is what it is now. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, look I, I don't, yeah. I don't, look, I don't really disagree with that too much, to be honest. Like, you know, Kenny, yeah, Kenny are into the top four in the country by getting to the semi final. We say, but are they in the top four in the country? I don't know. So I, I don't, I don't argue too much with Kenny being at number three there. Walk for back out to number seven. Paddy Power, Paddy Power, Paddy Power have them at, at five to one second favourite to that Ireland at the moment. Yeah, there you go. Interesting yeah. enough. Interesting, yeah. Interesting. So that that's my top ten at the moment, and um, we'll see how it plays out this weekend, and we'll start chatting about that, Liam, in the next segment, I suppose. Yeah. Okay, Johnny. Any any further comments before we move on? No, I think just the the Galway one. I just like they have to prove themselves now this weekend. I think so. Um, if they beat Warford this weekend, it'll be justified. Because... Yeah. Okay. Well, we have to wait. I'm hoping it's not justified. I'm hoping I'm, I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to wait and see that one. All right. Coming up next, we're going to have a look at the qualifiers coming up this weekend. If I, if I press the right right button there, that would be handy. <laughs> we're having a quiz, Liam. Do you ever feel like a misfit? Everything inside you is dark and twisted. No, there was there was no tangle, right? It was an off the ball incident, right? And I made my feeling like we've played them now twice 
he didn't stay down for no reason, like, and that cost us a score, right? Now, I've seen other people come onto the field and make points and be just as animated, yet there's one fella, I, I'll get sent all the time, and I, I don't think it's personally fair myself, and if you look at the whole thing, I can promise you, you'll see more people giving out. But that official wanted to make a name for himself and fair play to him. He probably did. Like, I hope we don't see the end of... We won't see the end of Davey, but, like, it'll be disappointing if he's not on the inter-county scene next year. He won't be with Wexford, I think it's fair to say. Who is going to get out the checkbook firm for next year will be interesting. If Matty Kenny goes, would he do Dublin? I don't know. He'd definitely do Dublin. <laughs> there be no two ways about it. But you know what, though? What kind of, wonder would Dublin pay him, like, to pay Wexford pay? That's the interesting thing. I don't know, would they? Oh, they would, of course. They would, of course. Oh, yeah. Do you think so? Really? They'd pay really? all the money. Matty, Matty Kenny's from Galway, Liam. He's not doing it for the love of Dublin Harlem. No, I know, but I, I wouldn't say he's the same price as Davy. No, but Dalo was expensive when they got him in that time when they were trying to give the shot in the arm to Dublin Harlem like that. Dublin have been known to pay for... Joe Cunningham wouldn't be cheap. You can Johnny O'Leary tell you oh, that. Oh, those Cork lads, yeah. Um, hungry out. Yeah. So, they're, 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 they'll pay all right in Dublin. Um, but, yeah, Clare and Wexford first, I suppose. I think Clare... Clare are a dark horse. I still, they still don't have Shane O'Donnell. I don't know what's wrong with him. It's obviously a concussion it's a protocol. Concussion protocol, yeah. He obviously well. must have passed it. But when, when, when's that going to end? They need him to get him in there because if they send her Tony Kelly um, and a few other, like, what's his name? Taylor in the forward. They've got a handy forward line. Ryan Taylor. Ryan Taylor. Their, their midfield looks good. They're solid enough at the back. But they left Wexford in it again. Like, they should have had Wexford out of sight. Um, yeah, I, think, I think I think Wexford are, Wexford are done with Davy now at this stage. Oh, they couldn't done. bring on any subs to change the tide. They're going to be. They're actually. They're going to be in a negative. Like you talk about leaving a, a team in a better position than when you took them on. Is Davy leaving Wexford in a better position when you took them on? I don't think he is. I think he's good left him with a very tired team. Lads have have gone through the five or six years with him now, and they only have a Leinster title. Um, yeah, I, I I think, and they'll struggle now for the next few years, whoever they get, because. The, old, the guys who are, are marquee are getting a bit older. They don't have anyone coming through. And it, it's going to be, I think it'll be a barren few years for Wexford. Now, he's, he got them to the heights of 2019. He nearly did it against Tip, but he didn't. They'll be never thankful for the Leinster title, but that's all he did, really. So, um, Yeah, I think, I think it, it, was pretty, it was bizarre as well. Like It was great. Myself and Shawnee got to watch it in real time here in Australia. It was on a half ten on Saturday night, which you couldn't ask for a better game time-wise for us. And it just, one, he didn't do the pre-match interview, which is fair enough, because I knew he was going to be asked about the Brian Lowen stuff, right? That's grand. But then to see him sitting up in the stand, for I thought was such yeah. a, a ridiculous thing, when you knew, well, he was not going to be up there for the full match. So he sat up there for the first 10, 15 minutes, and next minute he's down the pitch. Which I, I, I think, not having Davy on the line for Wexford, and you know that kind of energy he brings, and that kind of, you know, he's on the line, whether he's positive or negative, I thought it was a really strange move by him. To, to remove himself yeah. from the sideline. Uh, I think I well, think it, with, with, him, with his tactics in general, though, right? He, he, and maybe it's because he's at Wexford. Maybe he wouldn't do this if he was at Clare, right? He played a sweeper with Clare, a very conservative game plan, and stuck with it the whole time. With Wexford, he's, I, I kind of feel like he's used it as a free throw or free punch because he lets them go out and play with abandon, right? And sometimes it comes off, and sometimes they're flat and they're all over the place. And he's a major risk taker, right, in terms of his game plans and how he approaches games. And he took a major risk against Kilkenny. 
it didn't pay off in the long run. He took a major risk again the last thing, you know, having cornerbacks coming up looking for scores. And it, it, whether they were tired in the first 15 minutes or whether the heat got them or whether they just weren't up for the fight, I don't know. But well, well, it just seems that... Yeah, the Wexford games though. Overall, Wexford, he's just he's run his course. Yeah, but Wexford's game plan over the last years, what's been so good about it is is when they're on the ball and they play through the lines. In the first twenty minutes of that match, they weren't playing through the lines. They were lumping yeah, long long true. ball in to a full forward line that had either one or two in there, and it wasn't going in even no. direct. It was going out to the corners, and the ball was like going wide, or it was ridiculous. Yeah. And then when they started they actually, zero or one in there, yeah, yeah zero or one, two in there, they were all right. yeah, yeah, and then they actually started. Like running it through the lines, hitting the short, carrying the ball, and, and it's a tiring game, and it was tough to play in those conditions. But they actually got way better control in the game. And Dave, in his interview after, said there was a period of fourteen minutes where we didn't hurt, but after that, we kind of had control. I don't know if they had control for the whole match, but they were remarkably better. Yeah. But it's it's very hard mm-hmm. wind in a ten point lead. Obviously, we saw Limerick do it against Tip, but Limerick have you know the best team in the country. When you're Wexford, and you give up a lead like that against Clare. Who, to be fair to them, I agree. I think they are kind of a dark horse this year. They're motoring well. And they're growing in conference. You're, you're just you're you're never going to claw back. And that goal they got at the very very last poke of the ball, masked it a little bit. Like you know, it, mm. it made it a three point loss instead of a six point loss. When really it was a six point loss. It was that kind of a game. Clare were really out of sight for the majority of that game. And I think it's just Wexford didn't play the way they had been playing. And yeah, they didn't have the personnel to, to mix it up them and Denisa. And also their puckouts and their goalkeeper. Fanny, he got it so wrong. He was getting him to push mm, up the cool. field, and then he was if he went to hit a sharp ball, all the other players had pushed up. So then there was nothing but the, but the player for the, if he got a sharp ball to hit it long, because he'd push everyone else up. It was it was bizarre to watch. Yeah, I think I think Claire or uh, Claire just absolutely could not miss the miss the the goals in the first 20, 25 minutes, and like Keen McCarthy hit some monster scores over out by the line. Um, Tony Kelly was very quiet, and everyone in everyone else since it raised around them, raised their game around them. Shannon was doing reckon side, and I think they had the momentum. It sounded like on TV that there was about twenty five thousand at the game. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the banner roar was up, yeah. and it was geez, the heart would be pounding watching it. You're like, geez, this is serious stuff altogether. And um, they should have been out of sight at halftime. The D.O. Keith goal right just before halftime kind of hmm. spurred them on again a bit. All right. But like they still got control of it again after halftime and and pulled away again, and it, and Wexford were always chasing, always you know always had the deficit that they never really clawed back from the start. Yes, they did get some purchase out of uh, Lee Chin at full forward line, but Lee Chin and, Co- and Connor and yeah, they just didn't seem to have that quality outside of them. Like um, you know, they just battled so hard and just. It, couldn't come up with anything really and it's just the personnel they just didn't have to, to bring it home so so we're looking at if we're looking then at, at Clare and Cork for this weekend um, I, I, I don't know I, I fancy Cork or sorry I fancy Clare in this one I, I think the running games that Clare have had they're, they're growing into the game like this very unlucky with tip with a decision they hurled consistently well throughout that game against Wexford where are Cork going to undo Clare, do you think, Sean, if they are going to undo them? Um, look, uh, I guess the momentum is with Clare, right? They've had they've had two very, very hard games. Um, Cork have only had one hard game against Limerick. What I do think is is that Cork have sorted out their defence. Okay, so I don't think they'll get pulled apart 
and not only Clare will get the purchase that they got against Limerick or against Wexford. You know, there's a different quality there of team that they're going to be playing. So they're not going to get that amount from them. I think Cahal Malone, I guess he got a good goal against Clare, um, against Wexford at the weekend. He He's going to be up against a totally different calibre midfielder this time, you know, with Dara Fitzgibbon. Um, but I, I just think Cork have too much firepower for them. I and mean, you know, we start looking at them and now Patrick Horgan, Shane Kingston, Jack O'Connor, who was like ripped apart Sean Finn from the majority of that game. I can't see... I can't see Cork losing. Well, really? I, I'm not saying I say I can't see him losing it, but I'm saying they'll they'll find it hard against Clare because they've had the momentum. But I I reckon I'd be putting my money on Cork to win that game. By what? I would say only about two or three points because of the the games that that uh, Clare have had. I know Cork have had the chance to go back and refresh since the Limerick game, um, and I think they'll they'll have got things right. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Hardy, hopefully, will be will be fit enough again to play. Giggles, your thoughts on that one? First of all, I was hoping that Waterford would draw Cork and Clare would draw Galway, not because I wanted to think we'd definitely beat Cork, but because I thought the two local rivalries would be good, and I thought Clare and Waterford would have better chances of beating Cork and Galway respectively. I think Cork and Galway would have been the two favourites going into the six before the weekend just gone. I think. Clare or Cork and Clare will be a massive game. I think, I think both teams have the players to match each other up. So just using the example there, Seamus Harrington will be marking John Conlon. That's going It'll to be, be a score battle. fest, I reckon. Uh, I, I don't know about score, but like John Conlon and Harrington both will play similar. They'll both be strong in the air. They'll both want to hurl. Mm. Go back to your fast forward there. What's his name? Jack O'Connor. He'll That's be O'Connor. marking one of the. He'll be marking one of the fastest cornerbacks in the game. That young lad from Clare who came up and got two points with the yellow helmet. The yellow helmet, yeah, he was very good. I can't good. think of his name. Yeah, he was excellent. But he marked Desi Hutchinson very, very tightly in two games. Is already. it Hayes or Flanagan? It's Hayes. It's Hayes. Hayes, Hayes yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, Rory Hayes. Then you look up the other end. Um, Patrick Horgan will be coming up against Conor Cleary. Conor Cleary had a very good game. Um, Shana, sorry, up the other end. Horgan will tear him apart. If Horgan Sh- is on is on farm, I can't see Cleary getting near him. But he hasn't been on farm, Sean, and he's wrong side. I know, like, I know. Like, I'm, saying if, I'm saying it. Yeah. But then you've got Shanahar coming up against Cahillan at full forward, right? So you could argue that the type a player like Shanahar will suit Cahillan, look a big man looking to catch a lot of ball. But then on the flip side, if Cah- if, if Shanahar wins the aerial battle as well as the ground battle there, he could rip he could rip Cork apart from the middle. You'd imagine O'Donoghue will pick up Tony Kelly in a man-marking job wherever he goes. Um I'd Very say either, oh, either yeah. I don't know cornerback if he's inside in the, in the back line but I'd say midfielder be that, that lad from Father Niels um, oh, he was midfielder last day against Mellerick 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 so so I, I think I think it's an intriguing match um, and then you don't know whether the freshness of Cork will pay pay, pay dividends or mm. the game experience of Clare over the last couple of weeks Clare seem to be coming up they, they're not getting any injuries they have David McInerney back in the last day Got an unbelievable flick off chin. Beautiful skill. Um, yeah. yeah. Will they get Shane O'Donnell back even to come off the bench for the last 15 yeah. minutes to give him an injection or something? If they do, uh, look, uh, Cork or Jekyll and Hyde. So Cork could turn up with, 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 with Hyde and they could wipe the floor. They could turn up with Jekyll and they could be beaten by eight or nine points. It's hard to know. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with a Cork win though. I think, I, sorry, I'm going to go with a clear win um, by a couple of points. Yeah, I'm going I'm to go with clear too. I, I just think the, having a second game I think is massive in this in this series at the moment 
um, and having a you know a really good tight game against Wexford. This I think they're on a, an upward trajectory. I don't think Cork are on an upward trajectory. I don't think they're actually going down. I just think they're plateauing. I just think that's kind of where where they are. And you need Patrick Horgan to fire. If Patrick Horgan doesn't fire, like you said, Johnny, they're under pressure. And we've seen with Tony Kelly actually hasn't been all singing, all dancing for Clare. Um, and he's act- and they're actually getting scores all around the pitch. So that for me, and if he clicks, and then you throw Shane O'Donnell into the mix, if he happens to be a factor, I would be very worried for Cork. And I think it could be a, it could be an eight or nine point of favour for Cork. But I think it will be a great game. I do think it will be a good game of hurling because there'll be two teams going for it. And two attack-minded teams, so I think it will be it will be a good match. But I, I actually I fancy I fancy Clare in, in this one. The, the other thing to bear in mind of as well, the game is on in the Gaelic grounds, uh, tight pitch, not too much bigger than Wells Park. Clare play there a lot. Cork tend to not play there a lot, um, and Cork, Cork seem to get turned over in the Gaelic grounds a good bit because they don't they're not able to play with that width that they're used to playing with like a Parky Cueve and a, and a, and a Turles and Semper Stadium so that could be a factor in the game as well yeah well looking forward Liam, Clare by what how much I said Clare I'm going to go Clare by 6 you're writing that down yeah, Shani you're writing that down Shani Clare by 3 you're writing that down are you I am <laughs> he's putting down his book he's <laughs> down the book he's in the book he's in the book <laughs> I'm saying oh. car by, by four yeah and that Sean that one is on a half one in the morning Saturday night you're going to watch that one live yeah I'm going to get up live well, you, well the other matches on at el- up matches, yeah it could be a long life yeah. the other matches on at yeah. 11 uh, Aussie time 2 yeah. o'clock Irish time more for Gala which we get on to now which is a, a lot Might more I have a nap on Saturday do have a nap. Do have a nap. Have a nap maybe after your dinner, Shawnee, after a cup of tea. Um, we, we've got we've got Waterford and Gala, which should be a cracker, but obviously Waterford and Leash. Oh, let's have a listen to this. Gives us, do you know, a bit something to, to, to leave off, having to play Clare, Wexford, Cork or Galway. Try and get your sunscreen on. 50-50 games. And they're going to all be 50-50 games after <laughs> this weekend. We need to factor anyway. 50 today, lads. Waterford have too much for Leash, lads, this weekend. We'll just move on. Yeah. yeah. They will. Clare, Wexford. Waterford just have too much for Leash. Just move on. Uh, look, we all we all glossed over that game. Let's be honest, Sean. We can't just have a go giggles. We have to take accountability too. We, we do. We that didn't come through um, our audio system there. That's okay. It came through on mine. I have it. Right. I played it there. I played a little segment there. Giggles you didn't hear. You just said what? Well, I, I, I can imagine what I can imagine what it was. I can imagine what it was. <laughs> look, five, we we got a five point win. I thought it'd be ten or twelve, but it was five points. At half time, I thought it was still going to be plus ten. Watford decided to go for goals when goals were not on. Like simple as that. And I, and I understand the ambition behind it, but should have tapped over about five or six points and Leash would have been dead and buried. And what happened was Leash got a bit of confidence. They went direct. Their forwards started getting the better Watford full back line in particular. And they got a they got a run and I was just fearing Dublin twenty nineteen all over again. I was as nervous as hell. I was messaging Shawnee at the same time on the WhatsApp. I, 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 like Waterford had all the, like they had all the chances and they weren't converting him and I was like this is going to be a disaster and then in fairness to Austin Gleeson he, he was their best player by a mile on the day um, Callum Lyons was very good now in fairness as well but Austin Gleeson was brilliant caught a monster puck out popped it to Stephen Be- or popped it to um, he was current or it was Michael yeah, Kiley running through Michael Kiley running through he popped it to Stephen Bennett and Stephen Bennett got the third goal um, the Patrick Curran goal before it was, was well needed as well but Leach Le- Le- have 15 very, very good hurlers. Like, well able to take their score. They were probably a bit suspect at the back, to be honest. Waterford should have had way more on the board. I think they scored 2 two thirty. No, did they get 2 uh, two twenty three? 
to, to, to 323 to 221. That was their five points. They should have had about 635. Like the, and I'm not just throwing it up there. That's what they should have had handy, but they didn't. Uh, whether it was complacency, I don't know. But Sean, you said to me, that's the exact result that Waterford would have wanted to get a kick up the hole, not to come out of it looking like superstars going into the draw this weekend against Galway. But at the same time, they're going to be lacking in a bit of confidence. Like the defeat to Clare, barely getting over the line against Leash. Galway will be lacking in confidence as well. Galway are number two in the power rankings. Waterford number seven. I don't know. It's not like, it's not really a kick up the hole. Like, surely the kick up the hole was the, was the Clare match for Waterford. You like that was a game Waterford being fancy to win after getting to an Ireland final, coming in and they that was the, and then to come in again and drag their arse to this match. Getting the result, I agree, is the most important thing. And they got out of jail there. But he saw Cal in the interview after. He looked a worried man. Like he looked. Yeah. yeah. And he he was worried away. He said they can just collapse. Like they can just stop for no apparent reason. It just kind of rot gets in on them and it, it, it filters through everyone. And it's great to see Austin Cleason step up and be that leader for them because, you know, that's what he needs to be for them. He needs to be that linchpin. And if he hadn't have done that, Waterford were probably gone. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. But like, it's watching the match, honestly, Liam, like, call credit to Leach, but it was only that 10 minute period where they got close. Now, they shouldn't have got close. But they, Waterford just allowed him. Like they had five clear goal chances that even if they tapped them over the bar, they would have put them thirteen points up at halftime. And what, what it, it was just total complacency. It was total complacency. Setting that okay, we've enough done. We might mind ourselves. Every single one of them probably decided. I mind myself now. We have another match next week. That crept in. And in fairness to them, when that creeps in, usually you end up losing the game. That shouldn't happen. Wouldn't happen to Kilkenny, but it did happen to Waterford. But they did manage to turn it around in the last five minutes. They were like they had even more chances to get even more scores. Whereas Leash took everything that they had. Leash every shot they took went over the bar. It was a brilliant performance by Leash. Very poor performance by Waterford. But I, I do think it is the perfect result. I, I still think that they've loads. That the Waterford training this week should be going gung ho. I see. I think a couple of the injuries like Tyke De Burka being out, Prunty just coming back, Jamie Barnes still being out. They're big players like to, to be missing for a team like Waterford who haven't got the depth. But they still will challenge Galway this weekend. I, I, I still think Galway are brilliant. But I think Waterford have got a game that will suit playing Galway where they run. And if they bring the energy that they brought when they played Tipperary in the league that day, which is the last decent game they played, I think it'll be a, a cracking match. And my one worry, though, will be the quality of the Galway forward line. After only scoring 114 the last day, they'll want to let loose. Carl Mannion in particular, Connor Whelan then specifically as well. Throw Joe into the mix, throw Concanon into the mix, throw Connor Cooney into the mix. They, they've got a serious scoring potential there. I, 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 I'd be saying, like my, my heart would be saying Waterford, my head would be saying Galway by four or five. Yeah, yeah I think, look, I think Waterford... Look, it, it is probably a, an okay result for them because they were like hammering Leash is not going to give you anything, you know, from that game. You're better off coming in, um, getting the job done, you know, two or three points, whatever. And I suppose, you know, a kick up the hole is what you need. You know, that's what you need going and playing against Galway. You don't want to have any, you know, aspirations of, you know, that you're going to get over by a couple of points right now. They're, they're on the back foot. They've got a lot of work to do. Um, Leash, to be fair to him, pushed up on Waterford and went man on man 
with them. And Waterford players are just playing as if oh, somebody else is going to do it. You know, one of the Bennett's there is going to step up and just sink a goal in, and, and you know, we'll be we'll we'll tag on a few points from there. But nobody was doing it. It wasn't happening, and it did, it did take Ozzy Gleeson, you know, to step forward and and push things along. Um, so I think you're right, because I think they'll have a cracker against Galway because. Galway were, were shell-shocked as well against um, Dublin. So both teams are actually going into this game with a lot to prove. Um, both teams, you know, will feel like if they get over this one, they could get on a run and, and get into an all-around final. I mean, look, like Waterford are still, you know, beating finalists from last year, so that has to count for a lot. Um, Galway are told as being the only ones to topple uh, Limerick, and they're the, the contenders in many people's eyes. So I think it'll be an absolutely brilliant match. I think we're in for two huge matches on Sunday. Huge. Or, or on Saturday, sorry. Um, but I think... Who are you tipping, Who are you tipping? Who are you tipping? The fact that Ty Burke is not there, I think is a massive, massive problem for um, for Waterford. And that's why I'm going to go with Galway by two or three points. Yeah, I, I look, I'm, I'm going to go with Galway as well. I think it's Galway by four points. And I think it's... Of all the teams, we've seen Waterford twice now. Galway have gone off and licked their wounds and I would be worried about Galway's revenge game, if you like to call it, is for Waterford. I feel feel for Waterford that could be, like you said, if those lads have a point of view, One fourteen from Galway the last day was pretty full. There's no way they'll be held to that again. Will Waterford outscore them? I don't know. We haven't seen that kind of free score in Waterford play, you know. So I, I think, yeah, Galway are going to have too much. I think it could be the end for Waterford. And interestingly, if it is the end for Waterford here in the qualifiers... What does it mean for Liam Cal? If Le- if Tip go out as well le- in the next round and Cheedy is gone, is Cal the next man for Tip or does this year in Watford do him damage? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out if he's around for the following year going forward. But yeah, I agree with you. I think there will be two great games, um, two very different matches with two very different setups in it from coming from all, all four teams. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And Giggles, will you get along to the Watford game? Just, just to, just to nail my colours to match, I'm going Watford by two. I'm just calling it now. But you went for Galway in your head, you said. I'm going, I'm going with my heart, I think. I always go with the heart. Yeah. <laughs> the heart. The heart. Um, you go, I, I'd, I'd love to get along to it. I'd love to get along to it. If anyone knows how to get tickets, just let me know because I'm only down the road here in Clamel. I get up to Turles, no problem. Um, be very, there, wouldn't be, there wouldn't be much traffic. When, I don't know what the capacity is. Is it 25,000? Well, it was 18,000 for the games of the weekend and they deliberately have put the, them in separate venues so they can have big crowds from each county because if they put them all in one you'd be limited so I reckon yeah. Giggles you'll have a chance of getting tickets for that you should definitely definitely look into that it'd be great to get get you along have you on the ground Giggles instead of oh, a stadium yeah, on, yeah, on, 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 on the weekend um, but look I think look, th- that probably brings us to, to, to the end today um, you know great to have you settled in in Ireland Giggles you're past your, your day five now you've landed safe and sound you've got the glorious sunshine and get you along to a match at the weekend would be fantastic and hopefully we can get, get back on the air again on, on Monday or Tuesday next week and hopefully we'll be looking forward to some two excellent quarterfinals so thanks Giggles for tuning in and thanks for you know navigating Sh- baby Sean there he was mad to get your attention and you, you did well you palmed him off there to Jill gotta get the sunscreen on him here now you know <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Shawnee, as on well. On your head, I'd say, as well. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Full bottle on that head. Yeah. All right. Thanks very much, Sean Neils. At O'Neill Sports, where are you? Facebook and Instagram. We'll be back next week. Take care, Shawnee. Take care, Giggles. Take care, everyone. Good night and God bless.